galaxies than people. We make our world significant by the courage of our questions and by the depth of our answers. Get ready for marketing insights, business strategies, and growth tactics from the original founder and marketer of The Daily Dose, no matter what those other guys claim. He's the original marketing entrepreneur who helped bring big business, media, marketing, and the public sector to the internet, while keeping government happy and away from overregulation of the digital age. And he's got the savvy and proven experience to help any business grow and succeed. You're listening to Marketing Insights with your host, Yasha Harari. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Marketing Insights. Today, I'm going to talk about mobile SEO and mobile-first indexing for your SEO. As mobile continues to dominate the traffic on the internet and continues to grow in that space, it's important for all SEOs uh, to consider and even actively make sure that they're optimizing their sites in order to crush their SEO goals with mobile-first indexing. So this is a quick review of the ebook that we are making available exclusively through yashaharari.com. Um, the ebook is the complete guide to creating mobile-specific content campaigns. Um, and again, the title is Crush Your SEO Goals with Mobile First Indexing. And we're just going to have a quick overview now of the main topics in the book. The first point to know is what does mobile first indexing mean? That is an important thing for anyone to know if they're going to engage in mobile first indexing. Well, they should know what it is first. Um, so think of your site as two different entities that work in sync to give you what you want. And the two entities are your desktop site and your mobile site. And then you have to think about how does a search engine see it when it crawls it and you know, does it recognize that, that, the, that there are two separate versions of it and that it needs to weigh them accordingly, right? So instead of just having a look at your desktop version with mobile first indexing, the focus is you know, telling the search engine look at the mobile site first. In other words, that's your core content. So what you need to do is make your site mobile friendly, obviously, and uh, create a website infrastructure that supports easy mobile web browsing. So where your traditional website has a flat indexing or a flat architecture, some people call it a silo architecture, um, in mobile you can use similar architectures, but you don't need to. And what you can do instead is create mobile-specific content that Google can rank your site highly for. Um, it might be content that has a different layout. It might be content that has actual completely different content specifically for mobile. It might have calls to action that are only available on mobile. It might have information that's pertinent only to mobile. Um, so figuring out what content to use and then optimizing it is something you need to achieve. The next thing to consider when you start optimizing your site for mobile is to create content that is easy to read. Right? you got smaller screens on mobile, obviously, than a desktop or even a tablet. So look at how people are using information on the screens. Are they reading very long articles on mobile? Well, sometimes yes, but mostly no. Are they looking for videos? Definitely. Do they read, do they read short snippets of information? Yes. 
Do they take actions um, that are presented well on a small screen? Um, yes, if it's presented well, they will convert if it's relevant to their interest. They will take the action, whether it's signing up a form or you know, making a purchase, whatever you're trying to get them to do. Users on mobile devices are very engagement friendly as long as it's well presented. Of course, to have the right design on mobile, you need to make sure you do things like using short paragraphs. Now, even if it's grammatically not according to Strunk and White or whatever English book you learn from, short paragraphs perform much better than long paragraphs, especially if they don't have to scroll to read through a particular paragraph, right? Any paragraph should fit within the screen. If it's not, it's too long for mobile. That um, may sound, again, counterintuitive to your English skills, but that is the way that that works. Um, the next thing is using white space. When it comes to design, white space uh, is, is not blank in the sense of it is occupied by white pixels. Um, using white space lets you put focus on the other elements on the page, which is why so many of the leading websites that do any kind of e-commerce um, have so much white space on them. And of course, on any given page, you want to have good, smart subheaders. Right? It's good to have, of course, a page header and a title, but if you don't have good subheaders in long content or even in medium length content, it can be quite confusing. So having the right subheaders can give the search engines a better idea of what's going on on the page, and more importantly, can give the users a better idea of what area of the page they're on and what that particular topic in that subheader is about. In fact, having good subheaders tends to more than double the engagement rate. The next thing you want to think about when you're optimizing for mobile is to consider adding a summary to the content. Right? Just tell the users what the content is all about. You can put that summary at the top, you can put that summary somewhere that the search engines can see it. It can be your meta description. It can be any number of ways to summarize what's going on on the page. You want to do that to make sure it's going to come up in the search engine results so that uh, the users know what's going on on the page and they can click to read more if they want. Of course, for mobile SEO, just as for desktop SEO, you want to have mobile-friendly images. Just like on desktop SEO, you would have desktop-friendly images. Um, mobile-friendly images are ones that don't need to be scrolled around to see the entire picture, right? They should fit on the screen. Um, you also want to have images that are relevant. You don't just want to load heavy amounts of pictures on any given page and just eat up people's bandwidth for no reason. Pictures should be used as tools. They're tools to convert, just like words. Use the tools at your disposal to convert. Right? That's what marketing is all about. You want to drive people through your funnels and get them to convert one way or the other. So use the images, use videos, use any kind of rich media, just like you would text, smartly, not excessively, and you know, to the point of the page. Want to make sure that the user is fully informed about what you're doing on the page and what you're asking them to do on the page by the time they get from the top of the page to the bottom of the first screen without even without even scrolling at all you, you want them to know what's going on you know, with any kind of media you present to them in that first screen and at any other point of the screen that you're scrolling through and of course use bullet points lists Numbered, numbered lists or bullet point lists um, that are easy to digest are extremely popular. In terms of written text, they're probably the most popular type of content that there is. So 
you know, use those because that's what Google also likes to show in its search engine results as authoritative pages. Um, therefore, you know, as Google switches to mobile first index, they're going to value all this kind of content you're making for them, um, you know, that make it easier for your users to see it and read the content. And therefore, you want to make sure that you keep up with, you know, the changes that Google is implementing and other search engines too, to make sure that you're not falling behind um, when your competition is indexing for mobile. The third chapter of the book is how videos are a must. Of course, videos are the leading form of content today that people consume. And most of that is on mobile devices, which means people are using their mobile devices to watch videos. Therefore, brands need to start coming up with innovative ways to make use of the videos in ways that are compatible with multiple devices, not just desktop. So you got to think about putting that video on phone, on tablet, on any kind of mobile device. And of course, make sure that the video is crawlable and indexable. Uh, that's why video SEO is very important. Uh, and, and it's a very important portion of mobile SEO. Right? You want to make sure that, you know, if you're putting your video on YouTube or on Vimeo or on Wistia, wherever you're putting your video, uh, that it's fully embeddable uh, and that it has the right description and title and any links necessary. Uh, and if it's on YouTube or some other service that has subtitling, that's great too because that'll be crawlable text. So you want to optimize all that text in order to drive more traffic to your video that you're using specifically to target for mobile traffic. Of course, you can have videos that go from one platform to another, let's say, that are useful on desktop or laptop or phone or whatever, but there are going to be some videos that you want to produce exclusively for people who are on mobile devices. Uh, the reason for that is you might have specific calls to action that are only available to mobile users, and you might have specific features that are only available to mobile users uh, or any issues related to mobile-only uh, devices. So you're going to make some content that is exclusive to mobile, and the amount of the content that you're making exclusively for mobile will only increase over time as mobile continues to grow in its dominance of the traffic share online. Chapter four of the book looks at loading speed for your site. Right? Consider that the site that you have is looked at by a number of crawlers every day. And they look at primarily you know, the quality of the content, the number of links pointing to it, um, the social signals, but they also look at the code on your site and they look at the speed of your site loading. The reason for that is because if your site loads quickly, then it's a reliable and easy place to get information from and to get the answers that you're looking for. If your site loads very slowly, then there is a greater likelihood you won't get your answers from that site, either because the site just won't load or because you'll go somewhere else. So to optimize for mobile, you want to make sure, just like with desktop, you optimize your mobile site for speed. One of the easiest ways to do that is to use Google. They have a bunch of tools for testing. One of them you can use to test is called PageSpeed Tools, the insights, right? PageSpeed Insights. And if you look up PageSpeed Insights on Google, you'll get to the Google PageSpeed Insights tool and you can easily just enter any URL of your website and test it and it will tell you on mobile and on desktop what the page speed is and what the optimization is and what the score is out of 100% that they have you know, different elements that create their score. Um, they'll tell you what the page load distributions are, if it's fast or slow. 
etc. Uh, so it's a very easy tool to use and it's free and you should absolutely be doing it to make sure your sites are page speed optimized. But that test is only to test the actual code. It does not test the actual speed of your site. We'll get to that in a little bit. But what you can also do with Google is you can use Google AMP or AMP, which stands for Accelerated Mobile Pages. And AMP tells the search engines that you've optimized your pages for mobile and therefore the pages that are amped will load quicker and the search engines see that signal and you know they'll reward you accordingly and it's something that may not last forever but at the moment amp is very popular with google and any pages that have google amp enabled tend to see a rise in traffic um, of course amp is not useful for everyone so you have to consider whether or not it's a useful tool for your particular content but if it is relevant or it is helpful, you should definitely give it a try. And it works with HTML and JavaScript and cache. So you can you know, definitely find ways to put it on your website easily. The other extremely useful tool, of course, to test your actual page speed is GT Metrics. Now, if you've ever listened to my previous podcasts, you've probably heard me mention GT Metrics, right? G-T-M-E-T-R-I-X.com. It's a free tool that actually tests the speed of your site. They don't just look at the code, they look at the code and the time it takes for their servers based you know, in a bunch of places around the world, how long it takes for them to load the site and all the elements, and it gives you an amazing technical report of things that are good, medium, bad, You know what you need to fix immediately, what you should fix eventually. It gives you all kinds of great suggestions. It's really easy for an SEO or marketer to use to, you know, to improve the performance of the site speed. Uh, and after all, site speed is one of the critical factors, again, in winning customers, because for every tenth of a second or so that it takes for your page to load, you lose about another 1% of customers. So um, that's you know a significant number of traffic and conversion that you don't want to lose, which is why you want your site to load as fast as possible, you know, as close to zero seconds as possible. The next chapter of the book discusses the effective use of mobile pop-ups. Right? It's important when you create content to make sure that you use smart mobile pop-ups if you use pop-ups at all. It's something to consider. We go through that more in the book. I'll leave that for the readers of the book to give you a, an idea. Um, of what's inside, but you should really read the details more inside of, around the, you know, the topic because it's an important topic for conversion and it's really something that um, should not be used by everyone. It is absolutely obtrusive to many sites and many experiences, but on the other hand, if it's done well, it can be not so intrusive uh, and it can be you know fitting very nicely and naturally with the flow of the experience um, and it can be done well. Uh, but you need to be careful how you do it. That's what I'll say about that topic for now. Uh, again, I think you should pick up the book. It's free. Have a quick read. It covers those topics nicely and puts you in a position to really be an early leader of mobile SEO in the field that you're working in. Because right now, even though mobile is, a, is the dominant form of traffic, most SEOs are still, for some reason, focusing so much of their attention on desktop. Maybe that's because that's what they're used to, but they need to start increasingly do mobile and you will too. Therefore, get ahead of the game, start doing it already if you haven't. Of course, if you have, um, you know, we'd like to hear what you have to think about mobile SEO, how do you view it differently? 
the desktop SEO, you know, what tips or tricks or strategies or recommendations would you make? Um, we're sure would appreciate your, your feedback about that. And, uh, you know, again, start making the content that's easy to read and easy to use on mobile. And you will definitely start seeing the benefits of that decision um, in the not too distant future if you do it well. That's it for this episode. I hope you've learned something. And if you have, that you, uh, you know, feel the urge to share it with a peer, colleague, friend, anybody that you do business with. Um, we always appreciate the referrals. The word of mouth um, is what keeps us uh, growing. And of course, your feedback and your comments, your likes, your shares, your retweets, we love all that and we appreciate it. And so, uh, you know, let us know what, what you think of our stuff so that we can keep hopefully making better stuff, you know, ongoing for the future. Uh, so that does it for this episode. And until next time, take care. By Yasha Harari.com.